Hello, Cunning fans. The following podcast features discussions of an adult nature, because we're adults. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Coming and Other Stuff You Should Know. I am your favorite Uncle Forrest. I am your favorite King Princess Florian. Lauren, I miss you. I miss you. My life is a wreck, but in a good way, in a good, good way. Yes. Very busy, like mostly with like work and stuff. And I think that's the biggest thing that's thrown us off a little bit. Can I, this is, I'm going to share the most vulnerable thing I've ever shared on this podcast. Go for it. Now, reminder that on this podcast, I've discussed both um, my asshole, the assholes of others, um, (laughs) all the things that I always do. All yep. the things I meant to, the fact that I would definitely let someone pee in my mouth. Um, but this is the most vulnerable thing. And the most vulnerable thing is I'm fucking happy. Ooh, I love that. am happy. Your girl has been in therapy. Your girl's been taking her medication regularly. Her, your girl's been doing a lot of shrooms. And let me tell you, microdosing in tea because I'm fancy and I want to be in downtown Abbey really bad. So I take the little teacup. <laughs> um, I am so happy to where it's nonsensical. I haven't had like any crazy depression spirals in well over a month. Ooh. I am, I, now mind you, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I am running on fumes like 24 seven, but like I get to dress up and model every day for my job right now. Yeah. Which is interesting. And again, I if had... you have not seen her Instagram, please do. Cause like the photo she's been posting on there, I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, this is your life. I'm fucking jealous. I put one of them on OkCupid because I need to, I like to test people's sense of humor. If you can't laugh at the fact that I'm putting myself in a wedding dress on OkCupid, we're not going to get along. We're just not like that energy will not match my energy. I need you to be just as crazy as I am, or at least in a compatible crazy. That usually works for me, but I am happy. I've had two random other job offers this week. Ooh. One was going to send me to Austin, Texas. And honestly, I'm just not ready to be the center of a hate crime right now. Yeah, no, don't so, do that. Don't do that. Um, Like I could be, I could kind of pass and like be fine in Austin, but like I also hate Austin. So I wouldn't want uh-huh. to burn down any buildings there. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I feel that. <laughs> That's so good. Look at you. Oh, Being amazing uh, and awesome. I know. What a, what a. What a fucking journey you've been recently. I'm so tired. Like you saw the picture I put, I sent you of my face just getting. So for those of you that remember uh, when my OnlyFans was hacked and all my nudes were leaked across the world and emailed to my father, um, that was a whole deal. But my ex that was responsible for it, uh, he has daddy money and he had his daddy get him out of jail. And he came back to get me. So I'm out in my store in Long Beach, just living my life, being cute. And I got decked in the face by a psychopath. God damn. And you know me for it. You know how, how much, how crazy I have to think someone is to say that they're crazy. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I'm back. My face isn't broken. My yeah. heart isn't broken. Nothing is broken right now. I mean, give it like give it a solid twenty four hours. But like, hi, it may get there. It may get there. I don't know. I, I talk a lot. I have a big mouth. I get myself in trouble. 
But as of this moment, right now in time, now to be fair, I also don't know what day it is or time. So that'll tell you how busy I am. But right now, I'm so happy and it's scary. I feel like it's a good thing, especially like with um, the way that everything's been, like the fact you if you can find periods of time where you're just straight, just like, I feel happy. Then it's but like, weirdly, I'm also having the least amount of sex I've had in my adult life ever. I'll speak to the choir, bitch. <laughs> my, my, my vulva is like purely decorative at this point. Like it just kind of there. Like Although a, for like those of you who are listening, I got a random text message from Lauren where she basically just said, um, one of our guests I might be filming with. And I said, go fuck yourself. Because I was like, I want to mess with said guest and I'm pissed. <laughs> We're gonna fil- we might film. Um, I am scared. I'll be honest. I'm scared. We, we're not going to say who just yet, but we will just say um, she was not here for said episode. And I, I'm i nervous. I'm scared for you. Yeah. Because yeah, even I'm yeah. afraid sometimes of how monstrous this man is. And I will leave it at that. But going from there, we have, a, we have another guest um, given to us by Lauren. So, Lauren, who is our guest today? I'm very excited. Our guest today is a well-known comedian throughout the Los Angeles area. Her name is Savannah. And I yes. want to say, so when she posted and she had like a, her big coming out moment on Twitter, everyone was saying Savannah Montana. Like, and now I hate that that's stuck in my brain because I want to call her Savannah <laughs> Montana. I want to call her Savannah Montana Manhattan. It is just Savannah Manhattan. She is incredible. She's beautiful. She's hilarious. And I was introduced to her um, by, uh, we have a mutual friend named Sebastian, also a comedian in the LA area. Um, and when Sebastian and I started talking, like we, we started becoming friends about a year or so ago. Um, he loves his friends and the way he talks about them is always incredibly endearing and inspiring. Like this man is a wholesome masculinity if it were a person. And to hear the way and share the affection and the true, just honest love that Sebastian had for Savannah, um, it's intoxicating and it makes you kind of just want to know her. And so I started following her on all social media. And at first I was following her because I'm like, this is a person that is important to a person that's important to me. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be involved. I wanted to, to, you know, see what she was up to, see where her shows are happening. Um, and then the pandemic hit and every, and, and the universe took away all of our fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just became me following her and watching her style and like blossom. Yeah. Blossom and become like this incredibly beautiful spirit that I never, I didn't know before. It's like a year ago, this person was, I had no idea that she existed. And now the past year that I've been aggressively following her on all social media and watching her (laughs) shows, she just did, um, well, it was about a year ago that it was filmed, but uh, they're just releasing it now. It's called Booked Comedy. Um, And I got super excited when that popped up on my feed because I was like, holy shit, I've had the opportunity to ask her to be on our show for like, how long have we been doing this now? Six months? Yeah, almost. Yeah, about six months. And it didn't, didn't occur to me like, hey, no, this is your friend, too. Like, you can ask her. And I did, and she said yes. So I'm so excited, everyone, to introduce you to Savannah Manhattan. She's the best. Yes. And she's wearing she's wearing these super fucking cute cat ears that I will beat her up and take. So. <laughs> 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 
Yay! Oh Welcome to the show, Savannah. It's so good to be here. That was seriously the first off the most, th- I think the most accurate description about Sebastian. Um, <laughs> he really is that. He's, he's such a teddy bear. He's such a supportive friend. He's hilarious. He's so laid back. So I love Sebastian. But also you're going to just make me cry right up top. Right out of the <laughs> Oh. That's what we it do. Does. We hear we just hit in the field and just hope that you're weeping by the end of this before oh. we even start. <laughs> you, you guys are playing Southpaw with my heart. Oh, we do what we gotta do. So welcome. We're we're it actually this is the first time we've had a trans individual on our show. Not Ooh. the last. I will point that out. That is not the last time we're doing this. Yes, please um, don't let me be. No, never, <laughs> never. This is just the beginning, honey. Yes. So, so can you? How do you describe your brand of comedy? I've seen it, and I can tell. Maybe I'm. I particularly maybe off. But you can always be here to help me out. It's very dark. It comes from a very interesting dark place. How cold it is in Minnesota. That's what it does to these people. They seem really nice until you start talking to them. And you're like, you okay? Is that, cor- is that correct in saying it's very dark? In, inside my soul is the 10th ring of hell, my friend. And it is cold. <laughs> it is ice, ice cold. My, my heart is a tundra. Um, <laughs> I... Yeah, I would say a lot of people tell me that my comedy is like a mix of of dark but smart. Like there are dark things that you think about. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's it, so amazing. Like it's almost like a Nietzschean thing, it feels like, where it's like, I'm the abyss and you're just staring in, baby. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing is when you you like you'll do these I think you you just said the other day we just you'll put out a bunch of tweets and you'll yeah. ask for opinions on them and they're always like <laughs> they only get dark the more you think about them because at first like it's really cute and funny and then you're like wait you okay <laughs> like, I love it I love the dark sense but of I'm humor not and okay. that's it's the cold oh God, it's the it. Minnesota cold damn right. Oh God. So I'm kind of curious. Okay. So when did the transition journey start for you? I'm kind of curious to know about that. So great question. Um, the transition journey really starts at the beginning of your lifetime. If we're going to be like, if we're going to go there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but for me, realistically, even though I had like, what I would say latent seeds, in my childhood, like maybe stuff looking back that I could be like, oh, that makes sense mm-hmm. why this would happen now. Like laying the, br- I was my own Hansel that turned into a Gretel basically. Ooh, but, I love that. Um, I, I realized it was, it was more along the lines of like six years ago mm-hmm. where it, it really started, where those seeds like sprouted to real uh, trees and stuff. And I went to gender therapy cause I was like, you know what, it's it's always good if you're questioning yourself to see if like a professional opinion and mm-hmm. just talking it out can solve that for you. Like uh, it was like a gender mystery case. Yeah, that's, that's um, always an interesting thing to think about too, especially when it's like, if you are questioning something that obviously you might not 
know exactly what it is that you that it's important to reach out to someone saying I'm having this I'm having this kind of battle and I just need to talk it out. Yeah. And hopefully they help you out with that, which I think is it's always a good thing to talk out to professionals and be like, help me out. I oh, know. definitely. Cause I, and like even having an outside source to be objective can make mm-hmm. you think in ways that you haven't before, but it's just good to really talk to anybody mm-hmm. about it. Um, so after like four months of therapy, it only took me like three weeks in to be like, um, to admit to myself and to, um, my therapist that, yeah, I am a woman, I'm trans. And she's mm. like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I am. Like, I think all the pieces fit. And this, this, uh, we've like case, we've solved the case basically. That's beautiful. Cause I remember earlier in the year you had uh, come out as non-binary and did you feel like it was just a matter of time or were you, were you still like questioning? That was, that was definitely a step in the master plan. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're testing, you're testing the waters. Like, am I going to be able to do this with the support of people that already know me? Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, this thing, that like doing something, coming out sometimes to me feels like you're falling off a building and there's no safety net, but you have to land on the trampoline to survive. Yeah. And you're like, I literally have this one chance. Mm-hmm. So I was like, but maybe there might be ways for me to do little witness tests on the on people. Like, mm-hmm. hey, what do people think if I like put if I like paint my nails? Mm-hmm. Like, um, what would people think if I did mascara? Um, wear a dress. Um, mm-hmm. even be like more flamboyant than normally as far as. Mm-hmm fashion choice stuff like that because i i came out i came out technically like um four times i want to say three or four because like okay the first time i was like i'm gender fluid mm-hmm. like i'm definitely not a cis male looking back and this was before i did therapy even mm-hmm. um and that got that was like my first big leap was to be like, all right, how are people going to handle this? Because people are afraid of difference mm-hmm. um, a lot. Um, and some, and th- things, it's not that we've never existed. It's that they're finally becoming on the social radar. Like it's important yeah. to know. It's about. becoming more visible. Yes. So mm-hmm. we've always been around like, don't, like don't call it a comeback but right <laughs> it's well, an arrival darling that's what it is but then i then i came out as gay like two like last year i'm um, like in the middle of the first year of pandemic and then that's when it was like a bigger step and then people mm. supported that and then i was like now i'm gonna wait now my plan is to just like dress as feminine as possible because people might expect it Mm -hmm. Mm. and then that's when i hit him with the finisher the haymaker of like (laughs) 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 so it almost seemed like you you it was almost like dipping your kind of like dipping the toe in first and then from there like putting a putting like a leg yeah and then putting your body and then finally just like dunking into the water and just like 
allowing people to like like even almost see like allowing people to come on that little bit of that journey with you yeah very I mean, interesting. i'd like to i could probably describe it more like i was waiting in the shallow end and then the drop-off happened and i was like yeah. well i yeah. guess i'm here yeah interesting i That's love so that exciting. well because it's like we we've had we've forced and i have been very cautious because like I have uh -huh. lots of trans friends and family and mm -hmm. I know Forrest does as well. And it's like, we want to talk about this, that we want to talk about this. And, and like you said, it's just coming onto the social, like it's, it's more, I hate this word. It's, it's more common now. And for me, like I'm indigenous, we grew up, you, there's two spirited people, trans people, like they are, they've never been in, in there in a closet anywhere in our community. They're uh -huh. revered members of, they're revered members of our community. They, our spiritual leaders or spiritual guides like that is our that is our leadership but wow. and there's so much we want to discuss we want to talk about it but i am also from the like day one of doing this podcast for us and i were like we are not going to speak for other people yeah like that's always that's been our, our place too so yeah because it's it's one thing for us to be like i at the end of the day i could be as queer as i want i've been out and out and whatever since i was fucking 11 years old at the end of the day i'm a cis woman like i can mm -hmm. have my opinions and i can have my my own thoughts on it but it's just like i have just as much to learn as everyone else well and, and that doesn't take away from your womanhood at all like the fact I, if, that if anything like it adds facets to it like there's there's it's so much more than just like the word woman. It's all that it encompasses. It's all these these journeys that kind of meet at this crossroads of like sisterhood. And that's possibly the gayest thing I've ever said. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just. But it's, it's so, true, though. It is very it's true. So sweet. Because I, I uh, for me, like knowing trans people and, and like getting because like, let me tell you, when I was younger, I was like when I just moved to New York, I got corrected. I got my my verbiage changed, the way mm -hmm. I addressed, the way I assumed, the way I my, my person was completely altered by working in New York and working with trans women for the first time. And it was never in a way to demean me or make me feel bad. It was like a this is our you are entering our world. This is how you correctly do it. Yeah. It was like they it's like these women were holding my hand and being like, This is how you this this is a different side of of womanhood that you need to become familiar with because if you don't support women like us, you support no women. And it was incredible because I needed it. I needed to be humbled, I needed to be educated. Um and I will say I wish more people were open to letting go of their pride because the second that mm -hmm. they don't think they know something they're insulted like they uh, like transphobes and homophobes they, they're like oh i'm not afraid i just don't like no your liter your brain is literally afraid of critical thought of empathy of understanding someone else's story other than your own and i don't remember what the point of that was but i'm done ranting now like you you hit it on the head like that's how that's what it's like having like realizing you're queer and and embracing it like that but like we, we, women women seem to just 
have i mean there's bad sides to every gender of course but like women just seem to have the most pride among each other yeah mm -hmm. and, and women so, are, are terrible uh, to each other <laughs> yeah like i love i love how we just all look out for each other for the most part and yeah. we like are caring like it, it feels it's a definitely a different atmosphere than um being than identifying as a male Mm -hmm. So my question is that when you finally made this realization and you were starting this this transition, was it, what were what were some things that you were definitely a little nervous about going into it? A great question. I think um, I think just the typical things that because because especially being in comedy that adds a layer of different society and expectations. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I was like, LA is one of the most accepting cities on the planet i am mm -hmm. lucky to be where i am i know people will be accepting and loving for the most part but yeah. what if i'm the exception and yeah. people like gang up on me they bully me they ridicule me till i have to like till i'm ostracized from the comedy community so that's that was a big fear and another fear was like tokenization like um, am I just going to become a statistic for somebody's comedy show mm -hmm. um, instead of being treated like for my personality and such? Yeah. Because it, it's uh, obvious, obviously diversity is per like you need it. Oh, yeah. But when people are just like going, oh, well, Savannah's a trans comic. Uh, if we put her on this lineup, it'll make us look good. Yeah. Like if you're doing that for your own self-interest, like then it's, so I was just afraid of like tokenization and um, ostracization. Um, of course, I'm, I was afraid of like violence too, because um, we're still such a misunderstood group of people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, pe people are accepting, but there's also, you also hear those stories about violence and abuse all the time. Mm -hmm too often yeah so it was just like a it was like a Gordian knot of just of stress for that but it was also like intertwined with the need to just be out already I was like mm -hmm. I just you know what I know I'm gonna have to fight but let me at him because I, <laughs> I know I'm gonna be so happy Fuck like, yeah! It, it, it built up it built up to me just about last month like to the point where I'm like, I literally can't go like another week without coming out. And I, I, I like changed it from like, all right, I'm going to do it next Wednesday. And then Saturday came and I was like, you know what? I'm doing it Monday. Screw it. Cause I came out to my whole family mm -hmm. and they accepted me. So I was oh, like, you know what? If my parents, if my parents who I was the most scared to come out to, are being accepting of me mm -hmm. um then i am scared of nobody anymore i think that that's also been a that's a testament to where us as a society has gone uh -huh. you know you know where you know for the longest time like being even gay was like 
a very ostracizing thing to do. Like coming out was very difficult because you had these, you had the AIDS epidemic, you had Matthew Shepard, you had all these people. And then you have this other, this other group of us in the, in the alphabet mafia who are, are basically just an afterthought and treated as things. But now because it's, because we're now going, we're saying, okay, we've passed the gay hurdle. It's great. But we also need to realize that people, people are just born differently and people start off one way and realize that they are another and that's totally fine. Yeah. Like why, I don't know why people, I mean, I know why people make a big deal out of it because they have their, they justify it with horrible reasons, but Mm -hmm. Like, why can't people otherwise just be like, yeah, we're all different. What, like, I should mind my own business. It's because it's That's what it comes down to, is just mind your own business. But I, it's all, I always think about that tweet, and it was like, um, when Pokemon evolve, you don't, um, like, you call them the correct name. You don't go back to, you don't start, you don't call Blastoise Squirtle. Like, you call them what? It's actually would, a really good analogy. Wouldn't that makes actually total sense. When, well, when he's always squirtle to me. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Look what you did, Lauren. Oh, God. But, okay, so then. I so can't then handle I'm... calling him Blastoise, so I'm just going to call <laughs> you Squirtle. My religion actually doesn't recognize Blastoise. Uh, God only thing. <laughs> God, God oh, created God. Squirtle and Charmander. And Pikachu, and that's about it. And that's it. So then I'm kind of more curious than too, especially coming, especially being a comedian, how does it change your, your, like the way you design jokes? Because now that you're, you are living this new truth and transitioning to this truth, mm-hmm. how does it, how does that work within writing your comedy sets? Um, I think, like, I do have again part of the tokenization was like i don't want to be known as the trans comic because Mm -hmm. i have more depth to that yeah Um, but that's not going to it it would it would do me a disservice to not talk about it in my experience so Mm -hmm. i i at least write try to write like one trans joke a week or just whatever Mm -hmm. comes up naturally do that um, and then just see how it all coagulates together to put in my set. But coming out for any kind of instance, it doesn't matter what member of the Alphabet Mafia you are. <laughs> um, it's uh, it, it it was such a dark secret to us. Like we wanted to be out, and this includes all LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. That when we do when we do come out, we feel like we have nothing to hide anymore. So it allows us to be more honest and authentic. Yeah, because we're like, I have exposed my deepest part to you, and you didn't try to destroy it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna be unapologetic now, to the best of my ability. But I also think too, like even comedy is a good way of like, not so much conditioning. I, not so much conditioning, but of like education of like, this is how I go through the world and I'm going, you know? And so it's, it's taking the audience with you and saying, this is what I'm going through. And then to laugh at yourself at it and going, this is what, (laughs) like, this is how fun it is. And in essence, the audience in turn laughs along with you because you have opened yourself to that, you know? 
Absolutely. I think that's always an important thing to always do. And I think it's the right way to, at least a way to do it, not the right way, but a good way to try to do it is make people on your side and laugh about the things that you're like, this is, this is how it goes. And be like, oh I mean, my God, I get it. There's a reason why, why stand-up comedians get like the following that they do. And it's because of that vulnerability that it takes mm -hmm. to get on stage and exist. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I've been obsessed with stand-up probably fuck, since I got, I had my Dane Cook CD when I was <laughs> like Cook. in sixth grade. And it's, it's a level of honesty. It's a level of vulnerability. It is a, it is a, you're watching someone on stage therapize themselves and heal yeah. through their own material. And you mm -hmm. kind of just get to go on the journey with them. Um, as you can see, Savannah, this is why I, I love me some comedians. Because yeah, if, you're not, if you're not going to do therapy, like in real life, at least like make me laugh because then I can be on that journey with you and see like that's you're healing through your own material. And that's exciting. Mm -hmm. Your your plan B joke was so fucking solid that yes. I died. Did you <laughs> see that for us that I posted? I have to go through a lot of them again because it's because it's all kind of been a blur because it's just it's the kind of comedy I love. I love dark humor because I love because it just it's again, it's a good way of healing. You just get it Absolutely. out there and you find and I think I find, too, that the people who follow like certain communities like I love Kathy Griffin because I think Kathy Griffin comes from at it of like a here's how how stupid some of these celebrities are and the way that they do things <laughs> and I just love her for that and and so it's a way because then it also you're relating to the person that's saying those jokes and realizing oh that makes sense in a you know obviously like between you and me like I've never been on the journey you've been in because it's not part of the truth that I am living but yeah. it's good to at least know that there is a connection that we both have dealt with some shitty fucking people and so <laughs> when we can connect that so when you find something that you can connect to and like latch onto then you can do great things and so that's always a beautiful thing so I'm kind of curious have you had people dm you or reach out to you since all since you coming out and saying like thank you you're amazing you're awesome and keep going like how, how's that been so far it's been i mean i was forced i was blown away like um it was just like such a great reaction and it was mm -hmm. so relieving i had i had quite a few people reach out with um i always thought the like cutest messages would be like Oh my god, hi Savannah. Like um just like I love you so much and I'm changing your name in my phone right now. And then they oh. would they would like send me a new screenshot with the updated name and picture. That's amazing. I love that. Basically I mean, just sending you a picture saying like I see you. Yeah. Like it was it was just such a like people didn't have any problem. I mean, some people some people just like still misgender me um, by accident, but like for the most part, people have just like adapted immediately. That's and good. It made me feel safe. Like it made mm -hmm. me feel like, oh my God, like all my fears were wrong. Like they were just fears. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I finally, I almost had a weird feeling. Cause I was like, well now, now what do I hide from people? 
<laughs> the dead bodies in your closet. That's all you got to do. <laughs> like, I'm coming you're, out you're... as a murderer, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm uh, here the, for it. You, you, sent out a, you have put out your coming out tweet on Twitter, and I was following that religiously with like all the supportive messages and tweets that were coming up. And then I don't know how your your tweet made it onto straight racist Twitter, um, but it did. Ew. And anyone that popped up with any sort of bullshit was immediately shot down by these people on their phones that had words to say. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, it was impressive. And I'm sorry, Savannah, it might have, might have felt different for you watching it. I'm 100% sure it did. But for me, I was like, boom, you're ugly, racist. Boom, you're ugly, racist. Like, it was fantastic. These, these, Wait these a minute. Are you telling me that there was, like, an underground battle going on about this? You didn't know? Oh. I did. <gasps> oh, my gosh. There were, there were some shitty transphobes in the in replies and in the, because that tweet, I think, got a lot more traction than you thought it was originally going to get. Which um, I was, yeah, I was like, how the shit is this happening? Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> like, like tens of thousands of, of, of likes and then retweets. But so there was anytime a shitty comment got, so comments that are deemed transphobic by like Twitter's algorithm get hidden immediately. So okay. if you go to the, if you go to the bottom, you have to scroll. Uh, I don't have anything in my life. So I do that. I go to the bottom <laughs> and I'm like, because I like getting angry. I'm so supportive to the to where it's detrimental for me. I'm like, uh-huh. I'll be angry over someone else's like situation. And it's like, it just makes me mad all day. When I when I decide I love someone and they mean something to me, like, that's it. You're, you're never leaving my life. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. So like, I scrolled to the bottom and anytime someone had, and it was often these stupid fake accounts you know like the ones that oh, yeah the faceless profiles and shit like yeah that. they have so much to say about their religious beliefs and how it, it somehow affects your existence and mm. anytime one of them popped up this like little hive of supportive people and you in your and your, your tweets and replies were like get out and it was I'm just sitting in like a cave with like a controller and I'm like release the high. That's what it felt like. <laughs> you just push one button and they just like fucking amass right Go in there. <laughs> so speaking of people with their phones voicing opinions that they shouldn't really be voicing out on social media, uh-huh. I'm very curious to get your thoughts on something that has been happening in the last, I don't know, like week or so. So I'll clue in Lauren first so she understands exactly what I'm about to ask. So um, in the last about week or so, there's a trend going around called Super Straight. The idea is this kid, from what I understand, it's a joke, but I obviously it could be I'm I'm taking it as nothing. Nothing can be misconstrued as a joke anymore. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, that's coming from a that's coming from a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the problem, too, is I think people when they say something, they try to blanket it as a joke and then they and then everyone sees through that bullshit. And you're like, no, 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 no. But what was said was, is that this particular gentleman who I'm assuming was probably 18 or so basically said that he loves cis women trans are out of the picture that's so instead and he goes we should stop using the term straight i am super straight and then if that wasn't enough then they started using 
two colors. It's like orange and black, which funny enough happens to be the Grindr colors of Grinder, the gayest fucking app <laughs> on the planet. So I'm curious to get uh, obviously like at this point there there's certain you can tell when something is a joke. When you can you know what I'm saying like it's easy to tell when a joke is a joke. Like he wrote but, that tweet sitting on a dick. That's no, he saying. wasn't even he was the worst part is that was a TikTok. Someone made a TikTok saying that. <clears throat> so I so I'm curious to get your thoughts on it cuz honestly like as soon as I heard it I was like that no no you're a shitty person. So I'm curious to hear your side of it. Yeah, it's it's definitely first off it's not even a creative name for God's sake. Right? <laughs> Like, stupid like you know I, I like cis women only I'm not straight I'm super, super straight. straight oh god like, I so so it's like you can't if, if they would have made a movement like with like with like a way better name a way cooler name it might have caught on too but you're uh, comedian like, like so, I talked to them <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so the the other thing is too it's just like um these days there's so many things that could be true because we've seen some of the worst of america oh yes so it's like oh yes at like basically the entire right and left were splintered mm-hmm. into a million pieces yeah into all these different branches of just pseudoscience and dumb shit mm-hmm. so, <laughs> And, and and we had to believe them because they existed. Mm-hmm. Like like QAnon existed, Ugh. and they were pr- and they were like, we have a right to our opinion. So like when when people were telling me like that Super Street is just a joke, we cannot look at that no. as a joke anymore. That has to no. be nipped in the fucking bud. Mm-hmm. So I feel like at that point, like you have to disclose that it is a joke. Like even just yes. using like hashtag, it's a joke. Like if you say that way, then maybe, but even then like just the way it was delivered, the way he said it, it just was, it just like fucking reeked of just straight up, just hate for trans. And it was like, first off the pro. So like the, pro- the thing is, is that we as a, again, we as a society are changing. Yeah. You know, because now that trans and non-binary have become a thing and because they're straight guys who love fucking dudes, heteroflexible, that's a thing. Because everything is becoming not just one or the other, uh-huh. it, there, there's stuff in the middle. It just, it, it's someone, it's someone unwilling to, unwilling to change or to at least admit that, that it's not one or the other that it's kind of morphing and it is becoming fluid in a way, if that makes sense. Oh, definitely. Um, gender is becoming more fluid and basically thought is becoming more absolute. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah. it's a weird, it's a weird compromise that we have, but like, it's nice, it's nice to, that's why I thought the timing of this was superb for, cause I was originally planning on coming out, uh, two days before my birthday. Mm-hmm. And it's like, because I'm 29, I'm turning 30th this August. And I was like, I do not want to start a new decade with an old me. Yeah, oh. fuck yeah. 
like That's 30, amazing. I, I have to keep it all buried in my 20s and 30 is where I start. But the thing with having a really fun secret that you can't wait to show people is that it keeps tapping you and kicking you in the stomach <laughs> until you address until it's it. it's finally, yeah. So what is your, obviously because we're in almost the starting phases of this journey, where do you see this journey going? How far into it, how far into it are you comfortable with going before you say, okay, now we're, now I'm where I want to be. Oh, Forrest, I'm traveling light years with this thing. Fuck yes, <laughs> I love that. There's, I love I'm, that. I'm going to the ends of the universe and past that. That is amazing. Beautiful. So obviously, is there a point that you'll know when it's when you're when you're when that transition is over and you say we're done Here yeah it is. when i start to look like a genderless alien that's hot <laughs> i want to do that let's love well, that you, when you're when i remember when you had posted about um coming out as non-binary mm -hmm. that for us i think we talked about that how i yeah. my pronouns changed because i had always I've never been com I've never been 100% comfortable with be well one one thing being called female irritates the fuck out of me. Yeah. You're reducing me. Like I am I am what so many those things. females. Yeah. Like that, I am uh... so many things other than my Yeah. I don't even whatever those people that use the word female whatever they reduce that to Yeah. I don't want to be I don't want to be that whatever yeah. they reduce being female to that has that they've come to that conclusion that that's okay i don't want to be that so i mm. have and honestly fuck this pandemic because it's made me spend a lot of time by myself and i'm spending mm. time with myself and then after a while the more because when i started to have those feelings of you know being somewhere on the gender spectrum i started reading a lot and it's mm. i think the when I, as I've started using they and them a little bit more frequently, uh -huh. like I, I, I currently work with a beautiful individual named Avery, and we're both queer. Uh, when they applied for the job that they're working because we are working in bridal, they use he, him at work, but I'm kind of like he, he they're out in the world, but when it comes to like work, we him, they and I we, we play very straight simple roles mm -hmm. because we work we need to be we need to remain like for lack of a better word neutral in this zone so yeah. outside of work or when we're talking to each other when we discuss anything that has to do with the other one we say they like we use more gender neutral pronouns we use they and them with each other and that started feeling so damn good like i still i i am very much a woman i love my femininity i love i love everything about myself which is gross um, but being able sometimes to have an identity outside my gender is so fucking freeing. And, and Savannah, that would not have happened if you hadn't had posted that you, that you were on this journey because I started questioning so much about myself and, and just realizing that I was so many things outside of this, this label of just this woman that I had, I had been deemed. I mean, that kind of discovery is beautiful. I think we like, we really were ripped off early in being told that there are only two genders. 
and misconstruing mm-hmm. sex and gender. And like, like basically we treated, we were taught the gender spectrum was basically like a accordion that could never open. Mm-hmm. Like it, you were just seeing the ends of them. Uh-huh. And then when in reality, it's sex and gender are so gradient. There are so many different kinds, like you said earlier, like there's so many different kinds of bodies of mm-hmm. all different shapes and sizes. Mm-hmm. Like ev- not one person is the same for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's different chromosomal types. And and we, we were told that there were only like two kinds and you, you get the you get the 23 pairs of chromosomes and that's it. Like there's no going past that. It's like, that's such a limited way to think. It, it's it's like, a way to think that can be easily controlled and manipulated to benefit a certain person's viewpoint. We did an episode. Yeah. I won't get all hyped up about it for us to promise. We did an episode <laughs> titled Sex and Christianity. And (laughs) (laughs) we had a great time on that episode. (laughs) Believe it or not, I had opinions. Okay. Yes, very much so. I had opinions because what's crazy is like I look at my family and a lot of us are 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 indigenous. Some like half of them are Catholic, the rest of us are kind of just like, dude, I'm just trying to survive, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um and the ones that aren't so practicing are very forgiving. We have lots of people in our family that are on the spectrum. We have lots of people that have that are just or that are that are gay or or queer or some people like I know that haven't that just haven't come out yet. And my my family is full of a lot of people. Um, but the ones that are a little bit more devout are so mad why are you so mad about questioning? Mm-hmm. And then they always want to talk about how, well, I want to talk about si- what's well, the science of it. Cool. Absolutely. Let's have a scientific conversation. Let's look mm-hmm. at chromosome variants. Let's look at, um, I don't know, a thousand different species that <laughs> don't really can, that, you know, can just go back and forth with, with their gender yeah. based on the, the necessity of their population. Uh-huh. And, so like they wanted to have these conversations where they're like, let's be scientific. So, cause they're, they're trying to put you quote unquote in your place and talk down mm-hmm. to you about it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm welcoming conversation and education. Yeah. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I'll be honest. Cause we've actually had this conversation. I think actually in the very first episode, I, I am one of, I'm, slowly getting away from it, but I am one of those people who de- kind of deals in absolutes. I think because my head, processes it that way easier so my thought process was i had i had said in the first episode was that i don't think that necessarily gender is a construct but rather like sexual i think like more like orientation is the fluidity and the way that we as humans we as because we have we have the vaginals we have the penis and those are like kind of those major things but we as humans can within ourselves express that in any sort of way that we wanted to in the way that we dress or we present ourselves in the way that we change our hair colors so i will say that like even like even non-binary and even gender fluid was always something that i'm had to process because cis gay man cis white gay mm-hmm. man you know and that's something that i'm still tackling that even like now i'm still like i'm obviously like se- the second i hear they them i'm like okay 
as long as like I can I can get move past that and not let that be a you know a thing that bothers me because that's like something that someone wants and so mm-hmm. like why would I deny them that you know and yeah. so that's something that I think is always important to have that conversation of realizing that like there's other like people have different thought processes in their head as to what how they interpret certain things if that makes sense oh it absolutely makes sense um the one thing i will say is i'll still disagree with the fact that gender isn't a construct because mm-hmm. we're because you have to separate sex and gender oh yeah, like, yeah. The, the part the because sex is going to be physical characteristics and biological mm. characteristics gender uh-huh. is, is all how you feel on the inside and express yourself so that makes sense okay. it's the intangible part of it mm. um and then just like gender expression um you what's what's considered a a women's skirt here is a man's kilt in scotland yes mm-hmm. Or what's considered a female dress here is considered a robe for a Tibetan monk. Yeah, I've, it's very, I, I find that we as, especially in the U.S., I find it very fascinating that we take a look at these things and be like male and female. But you're like, but you're right. You're like kilt and other, you know, other communities who wear the dresses. And I even love Twitter because they'll post these photos of these different of what we see in the U.S. to how other cultures, especially their men wear them. And it's like, fuck, that's amazing. And I even think like even TikTok, this pandemic, I swear, has done so many wonders for people. They're they're like the burliest men that I've ever seen. Or like, I'm yes. going to wear this dress and they put one on and he goes, holy shit, I look great. I'm like, fuck yes. Like, thank uh, God. So so I like the progress. I, I feel like there is a progress happening. And I think because we have to thank social media because of it. Because now these people who would have never have done this, period, had they not gone on social media, had there not been a pandemic, this wouldn't have happened. This conversation, I think, would not have been as as vocal as it has been in the last few years. Oh, definitely. Cause there's, there's also just so many ways to express yourself mm-hmm. and Amer- America, America, the only difference between like America and another typical third world country is America has more Starbucks. Like otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, have- I'm addicted, so I'm not going to blame you. <laughs> I mean, we have we we're so behind because of a we don't even call ourselves a theocracy, but we sure act very close to a theocracy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you see how many people vote on a president based on their faith, and, and whereas yeah. if we if we voted based on talent and whatnot and like logic, we would have so many so much more of an atheist view. Uh, we probably would have had a couple atheist presidents we had church of state would be enforced highly yeah Um, oh god and people would just respect that there are different beliefs Uh but it's because we treat ourselves that like oh god who we seem to know everything about even though he's infinite like Mm -hmm. we're just going to put his views on the rest of the country even though he never asks and Mm -hmm. we're also going to be obsessed with the genitals in your pants while also telling people not to have sex with each other. 
Well, see, that's what I was, I was trying to explain to my mom um, fairly recently. I was like, I was, I was like, trying to explain to her why I hated this one reporter. I don't even remember what his name was. I was like, see, the difference between like me and someone that's like fundamentalist Christian like that. Like if I, if I meet a woman, say she's blonde, cis, straight, white, Christian, incredibly wealthy. She's, and she's like, she ticks all these little boxes in my head that I'm like, oh, I don't identify with that. And she says she's really Christian and she's she's out there advocating for, you know, banning abortions. I meet this and I meet this woman who is the exact opposite of me. The difference between me and someone like that is I still want her to have safe access to abortion. I want mm-hmm. her to get paid the exact same amount as her, her male counterpart. Her job. I mm-hmm. would still sacrifice things that I have for her right. Mm-hmm. And that is the difference between people want to talk about like oh the radical left and the rat the right there's a huge difference there because i am willing to tear down confederate monuments and protest in the street so my black Mm -hmm. friends stop being afraid yeah and you want to restrict my access to abortion even if i'm sick and unable to carry the child like well Apparently, I just heard. Well, I just apparently heard in Texas, there's a bill that's being passed that if you believe it's in Texas, this dude introduced a bill where basically, if you if you get an abortion in the state of Texas, you and the doctor who performed it could be given the death penalty. We have to kiss. Which is like what? It's bullshit. I'm again, like, why why theocracy causes you to be in a third world country yet again? Yeah. No, absolutely. Okay. I think I think we're so fucked in the way that our thinking is. It's like, first off, we're please do like especially they're like, oh well the Bible says, sorry, I don't I don't practice your religion. This is a governmental issue we're talking about. And the second you bring your Bible into it is where your point is invalid at that point. But it's interesting to me that we continue to force these ideals on on the whole society when we don't need to. It's like, are they interrupting your way of life? No, cool, then go fuck yourself at that point. Mind your own business. Yes. So, yeah, they, so- they always have, that's why they say like, um, like the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Intentions. Mm-hmm. They think that they're, hate, they, they're hating the sin out of love for you because if you don't if you aren't saved then you're going to hell you like who and then and then they also say only god can judge and it's like <laughs> what i do don't you, believe in god <laughs> i mean that's what I, that's what really gets me is the fact that people are like okay god is infinite he knows everything okay mm-hmm. well if he knew everything then wouldn't he have known that I am going to transition into a woman form? Yeah. Like, what is is he just creating me and then being like, you know what? Surprise me. Yeah. Like, that, that's not going to happen. Like, no. You, you can't, if, because people like, oh, trans people are sinning against God. They're turning against their creator. How can I if he already knew I was going to do that then? If you were crafted and your story was built in your mother's womb, then he knew. He knew mm-hmm. 29 years ago that mm-hmm. one day Savannah would be safe being Savannah. Like you mm-hmm. you came out at the time that you were meant to. You you had your journey yeah. so you were meant to. And as our our Lord and Savior Lady Gaga said, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> yes. 
I'm beautiful in my way because God makes no, no mistakes. mistakes. I'm on the right track, baby. Yeah. I was I born, was born this way. <laughs> I'm here for that. Oh my God. So moving to something not as like deeply intense and like, Ooh, like, Sorry, I brought up the Christianity episode. Burn down the patriarchy. Burn down the patriarchy. It's like a deep tissue massage for <laughs> But I want to know too, like, so moving, like, in terms of especially being trans dating, how is that working for you? And how is, obviously, like, pandemic is, <laughs> that's a whole nother monster. But dating wise, like, how has that been for you? Like, with, with being Savannah? Um, just to... I mean, of course, I'll have, like, people in my DMs because trans women, sadly, are still highly fetishized instead of taken Mm. seriously. Yeah. So, Lord knows how many DMs I have with dick pics and uh, send me a pic (laughs) of your your butt and, um, (sighs) uh, hey, beautiful... Just no shortage, which is how, which is like so classy. <laughs> well, it's it's one of the weirdest milestones that I had during the transition is when I would get those messages because I was like, now I'm starting to have the bad experiences of being a woman. Yeah. Not now just you're being well. Now you're being fetishized at that point. Yeah, they're like, ooh, you're trans. Give me all of it, and you're yeah, like, yeah, they're like, oh, stay away no. you're a sin against God. You're an abomination. But we also want to see your butt. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But so, yes, uh, as far as like dating itself, um, when I came out to my aunt, who is also trans, ooh, she, she she talked through the whole thing with me, my mindset, what I have to expect. She's like, Savannah, like make dating your absolute last priority beautiful i love because you have to you have to like be completely good with your parts because there's also like so many people that will like feel they got tricked you know yeah or like it's somehow like an in-between where it's like no i'm a i'm a woman i'm pretty sure i wouldn't be lying about this um but i was like I'm still not like completely where I need to be. So I'm definitely going to hold off on having people be super intimate in my life. Yeah. Um, and then once I'm like fully constructed, then in like every way, mm. then I'll be like, Hey, who like take a number, everybody? Who wants <laughs> who wants a day? I'll make I'll bring the dark humor. Come on. <laughs> so so I'm kind of curious because we are hitting near the end of it, and I do have two more questions. Already? And, and this I know right. We were burning down the patriarch, and we only had an hour to do it. Oh. So my question is: is what knowing what you know now and the journey that you're in, what would you if you could look at your like look at your former self? and get a moment to say something about what is to happen, what would you tell that former self? Okay, so I would tell my former self, future Savannah, um, first off, you're probably terrified, like how did I get a time machine and why do I look so hot? (laughs) (laughs) Hey. But fear not, you're, you're going to be me and like, in like 10, 15 years and you're not going to be as much into women anymore. You're going to like enjoy just the femininity of it. And you're going Mm -hmm. to finally realize your own femininity that's been hiding. And 
you're going to be super scared at first. You might not even understand it, mm-hmm. but you're you're gonna grow to enjoy like the hardest journey you're ever going to endure. But know that it has the highest reward, and mm. know that when you make it, there's going to be like a marathon crowd cheering for you as you cross the finish line. Mm. So like, in, enjoy your enjoy your life that you have now in this show, but know that even greater things are waiting for you. Oh, and they're still coming. They're still getting there. So good on you on that one. I, that was solid. And the last question, it's usually what we ask to our guests. So um, choose to answer this however you want to. Okay. Um, so the last question is, what does sex mean to you? Um, Right now, more physical characteristics than action. Mm-hmm. Um, right, that's what I think. Of. It's more of like a theory than anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a concept more, at this point. It's definitely more a textbook than a applied science for me. <laughs> but I think I think sex is so is still such a beautiful and intimate like source of love and giving and receiving. And by God, when I finish up. Please come at me, everybody. <laughs> Mom, I'm I so here sex. for that. <laughs> I'm so here for that. We will have to bring you on when the time comes and say, tell us, enjoy <laughs> it, get into it. I will have some juicy looped up details for you. Yes. I'm so or, here for that. Or for us, we, we can bring her on for like, uh, we're like a dating game show where we pick out three Three random people that have Ooh, to buy, like win that's her affection. Beautiful. Oh my god, this this just keeps getting better. I'm here for that. We just if Savannah's down. Like, I'm elaborate, down. Elaborate. We keep creating like elaborate dates. They have to take her on, and we just like watch. <laughs> it's gonna be like for... one of those like like parental control shows. That probably. Was on probably. MTV. Yes. Oh god, oh I miss those shows. I used to get home my, and watch parental speaker. control room right now. Oh god. Oh my god. So and Savannah. I'm like, boy, oh yes. Next. Bye, boy. Peace out. Peace out. Oh well, I. Oh god, I remember those shows like Next, where they would do like. Oh god, they they had like the gay version, the lesbian version, the straight version. And it's just like, hi, my name is Alan. I'm like 27 <laughs> and I work in this. Hey, Alan, I'm going to stop you. See those pants you're wearing? I don't <laughs> like them. And for that next. And you're like, what? <laughs> Honestly, the older I get, though, the more I understand that. Like, I, <laughs> I have. So I've decided recently like I want to like settle down, have kids get married after mm-hmm forever thinking I didn't want kids or anything. Turns yeah. out, <laughs> I do. So now I'm like, when when people approach me, I'm like, hi, it's wonderful to meet you. I see that you're trying to entertain a conversation with me. In the next three to five years, I want to be married. The next five to seven years, I'd like to have my first child. Uh, does this sound okay with you? Or should I save my thumb energy and not reply to this message? And, <laughs> and I was really validated yesterday. I was talking to my friend on the phone and he's like, yeah, you're 27. You're allowed to want these things. And I'm Absolutely. like, fuck yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I am. But that's how I'm handling my DMs now, which I recommend everyone do that. Just straight up be as off-putting as possible, and whoever sticks around is going to be entertaining. (laughs) Speaking of DMs and social media, Savannah, where can people find you? Whore yourself out, share the world, share your social media. Where can people find you? People can find me on a few different apps. Um, First off, on Twitter... 
at Savvy Manhattan. Okay. And like My computer savvy. Okay. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Savannah Montana with three A's. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it, it was it was like the best mistake ever. Because <laughs> people and were then, like, "Oh, I like that." <laughs> yeah. And then you can find me on Facebook, Savannah Manhattan. You can also find me on Venmo, Savannah Manhattan. Yes. So if you like yes. Savannah's content, you Venmo her your fucking money and enjoy it <laughs> as and you then should. And I thank, I thank you and buy precious shoes and just trounce around. Yeah. If you send her dick pics, though, if you send her dick pics, I will find you. We will personally find you. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. Perfect. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us for another exciting episode of Coming and Other Stuff You Should Know. I am your favorite Uncle Forrest. I am your favorite King Princess, Lauren Victoria. And I am Savannah Manhattan. Savannah Montana. <laughs> I keep doing, it sticks. It's so bad. Because so I'm the best that, of both worlds. Yes. 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 <laughs> and with that, thank you so much for listening. Always remember to stay open. Stay curious. And stay coming. Bye, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another exciting episode of Coming and Other Stuff You Should Know. Have a question or topic suggestion we should cover? Send an email to comingpod at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow our official Instagram at comingandotherstuff. Come again soon. Bye.